Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low TC, Low T Center Studio. Our telephone number is 865-255-03, Irish Network's hotline. Ben, it's Jumpman Day. Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman. What up, what up? What's up? First jacket, light jacket that I saw when I got up this morning. The, the worst part about moving may be that when you finally get all of your crap in, in your, in your home, you don't know where anything is. I don't know where anything is in my house right now. Everything is everywhere. We spent 30 minutes yesterday before my wife left for work looking for her hospital badge because we had no idea where it was. And my clothes are the same way. So whatever I see in the morning, that's, that's what is being... Put on, but today needed a little light jacket, a little uh, crisp outside. Feels good outside, yeah, man. You're yeah, right. does does fall. feel good. Feels like uh, fall football weather. That's right. That's now right. I know when that game kicks off on Saturday at noon, it's it's not going to feel like fall football weather. So feel like summer. High of eighty four, which oh, isn't that bad for oh, this time of year. Oh yeah, that that, that that's perfect compared to ninety four. Yeah, but it, I imagine it'll feel like 94, 95 because it'll be noon game, nothing but sun. Who knows, man? It's Knoxville. It may snow. <laughs> it may snow and rain and sleet all of the first half. You just never know with Knoxville's weather. Jump, man, jump, man, jump, man. Them boys up to something. And that is the Swain event today. As we don't need to waste any time here, Ben. Because the challenge has been issued. The challenge has been issued. Not in a trash talky type of way. But you better take it as such, Tennessee fans. You better take it as such. 2006, Marshawn Lynch was on ESPN talking about his matchup against Tennessee. And he did not know. How it came across, but he was like, "Oh yeah, never been in the stadium, man. Be, you know, be good to get out there and see, check it out, see what it's about." Almost as if it was like a vacation or something. Like he was talking about the game, the trip to Knoxville, like it was a vacation. That's how we in the locker room heard it. We're sitting there listening to his interview. Like, oh yeah, like this is a vacation. Yeah, like he going to the beach, like Daytona, Justin in Florida, or Dr. Vol. Justin from Florida on the West Coast yesterday. Remember, he said Daytona was on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Oh uh, yeah, West Coast Florida. That's right. That's right. I mean, he got Marshawn interested. Like he's about to go on vacation, and we took it as that, and that's why. We came out fired up. There was many reasons why we came out fired up, but that was one of the reasons. We had a very inspired practice that day. Um, it was it was hype. Now, Pat Narduzzi, Pitt's head coach, I don't think he realizes that what he did was issue a challenge to Tennessee fans when he said what he said. But I, I take it as such. I take it as, oh, it's just, you know, we've played in front of big stadiums before, big crowds, whatever, man. It's, it's all good, whatever, man. We've done it before. It's not much different. Da, 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 da. He says, yeah, we'll have crowd noise in preparation for, you know, their game here. That will be the big thing offensively. But we work that during camp as well. Not the first time we're going to work the loud crowd noise. We had it during camp. Prepared for it already. That was just something situationally, whether it's third down, working the red zone, working noise. We've done it before. We'll be prepared, and we'll be ready to go. Anytime we've had noise issues, noisy games for our offense, I've got, our guys have stepped up and done a nice job. They'll be prepared for it. Here it is. Here it is, Ben. None of the previous 
sentences were all that bad. But here's the one I'm taking. Here's the one I'm taking. Like, oh, really? Oh, 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 what? oh, really? Okay. This is what I'm taking, Ben. If I can go back to it, find it. I'm over here hype, man. And I'm struggling here with my mouse, and I lost my spot. Because I'm fired up. Should not be an issue. Mm. Mm. Should not be an issue. Okay. I mean, that's what he's supposed to say. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here trying to twist his words and making it bigger than what it really is. That's what he's supposed to say about his football team, about his players. He's supposed to have confidence in his players. But at the same time, if you are Tennessee fans, you're supposed to take it as, huh, shouldn't be the issue, right? All right. We'll have something to say about that. 12 o'clock game should not be an issue. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't blame Pat Narduzzi for what he said at all, and I don't think it's as big of a deal as Twitter and message boards are, are making it out to be. He should feel that way. He has a fifth-year quarterback who is very talented. He has an offensive line that is all upperclassmen. Four of the five are seniors. You look at the the starting 11 on defense, 10 of the 11 are upperclassmen. Their two deep is littered with upperclassmen. This isn't the Bowling Green type of inexperience that we talked about last week where they had 71 players who graduated high school within the last two years. That is not this Pittsburgh team. So I don't blame Pat Narduzzi at all for thinking that a veteran football team which he has, is is not going to be prepared for this. It is not going to be an issue to them. It, it shouldn't be, quite frankly. Those guys have played a ton of football. Now, they haven't played anywhere in the ACC like Neyland Stadium. That is, that is going to be different. And it is unfortunate that Pittsburgh lucked out with a noon game and not a night game because there, there will be a difference. Not saying that it still won't be loud on Saturday. It will be, for sure. No doubt about it. But it's just different when it's kneeling at night. It just is. No bones about it. So I don't blame Narduzzi at all for thinking that it's not going to be an issue. If I were him, that would be my expectation as well. I'm a good football coach. My teams are always well coached. And I have a bunch of veterans. Quarterback isn't really phased by anything. The noise shouldn't be an issue. Well, if if the noise is not an issue on Saturday, that means that Tennessee did not do its job. That to not to, uh, Tennessee did not do its job to make sure the crowd had plenty of reasons to get loud. And if it's not an issue on Saturday, that means the Tennessee fans in the attendance did not do their job either. The communication on the Pittsburgh sideline on offense is high schoolish. It's middle schoolish. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm watching a game last night. I'm watching, you know, Ole Miss playing a scrimmage game last night, and you see how Ole Miss is calling plays. They have big old signs up with the photos. The quarterback barely takes a step to the sideline to get the next play. It's quick. It's verbal communication to get the next play. Tennessee, we know Tennessee is quick. But Pittsburgh, and it's something that Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator, has talked about along with Kenny Pickett, the quarterback, and that is the face-to-face play calling. Having conversations, short conversations between plays, running over there, getting the play. That's what we did in middle school. That's what you see in high school, you know, back in the day. But it works for them because they haven't been in an environment where they couldn't do it. If Pittsburgh comes into town, Ben, and 
Kenny Pickett is able to go towards the numbers each and every offensive play, here, Mark Whipple, for four quarters, get the play call, something's wrong. Now, when it comes to communicating at the line, when you have to audible things like that, yes, the experience should should work out for Pittsburgh. Should work out. But even as such, I expect some offensive line, uh, offensive linemen from Pittsburgh to have some false starts. I expect some pre-snap disruptions. Wasn't that something that we, we counted during the Bush Jones era? Mm-hmm. That's something I actually liked. Mm-hmm. We should bring that back. Pre-snap disruptions. He kept the tally of it. It was awesome. I don't care if it's noon, 3 o'clock, whatever. This is a challenge to me. And it's, listen, it's not like he was like, oh, that crowd ain't nothing. Correct. But he's confident in his players. And cool. He, he should be. No, there's a, there's a double-edged sword to making that comment. There, there's nothing at all wrong with what he said. It, it shouldn't be taken as disrespect from the, the Tennessee side. But, as you have illustrated, it is absolutely a, a challenge that he is issuing that I don't know that he, he necessarily realizes. Uh, because here's the other thing. Uh, it was only eight, 84,000 in Neyland on a Thursday night. And although this is not a night game, I still feel like there's going to be more people. For sure. A uh, better level of competition. Uh, those in Middle Tennessee, West Tennessee, uh, the the bordering states around Tennessee that it's not easy for, for those fans to make it to a Thursday night game. They can travel in this weekend. So you, you're you're going to be expecting – Several more people uh, because it is a weekend game that people can can get to easier because of of work throughout the week. Uh, And again, the the competition level is higher. So 84,000 last week. I mean, I think we're going to be around 94, 95,000 this week, uh, if if not higher. I I don't think that they're going to get to 100,000. But 94 to 97, I I think Tennessee is going to be somewhere in that range. So. That's a lot of people, and Pittsburgh doesn't play in a ton of environments like the one they're going to play in this Saturday, even with a down Tennessee football program. They, they don't play in those type of environments in the ACC. They do play at Florida State. They do play at Notre Dame. They do play at Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech, Florida State, Fuente and Norvell, Willie Taggart didn't do much the last couple of years, so those, those environments that – at those schools were not the same as what we just saw this weekend. Virginia Tech, absolutely rocking on Friday night. I, I've got to get to a game at Virginia Tech and, and see them run out the Sandman. That, that's, that's really cool. I hope Tennessee schedules a home-and-home home with Virginia Tech. I, I'd, I'd like to see that in, in person. Uh, Florida State was rocking and rolling Sunday night as, as they tried to upset Notre Dame. So... They, they don't play in <laughs> great environments all the time. There are a couple of schools. I, I mentioned them, but I'm sorry. Like Boston College, Syracuse, teams of that nature are, are not putting out the same type of game day environment like a Tennessee. They're, they're not. Even, even when Tennessee is down, the, the environment for the most part is still really, really great. And you can go back and look at the environments of – some of the, the early games under Butch, like the Utah State game, uh, under Pruitt, the BYU game, and, and those games were at night. So, so maybe there is a difference. But the point is, even when Tennessee has been down, the fans have still brought it. The fans have still brought it. So I, I will truly be curious to see if, if his experienced football team is, is affected on Saturday. And like you said, Swain, he did not – intend any disrespect, but Vol fans should absolutely take it as a challenge. For sure, man. Take it as disrespect. That's what I would do. Yeah. Pull uh, an MJ. Pull yeah. a Tiger Woods. And I took that personally. I took that personally. That's that's what Tennessee fans should be saying. And listen, it's not just the fans' responsibility. When it comes to games like this and crowd noise, it's the team's responsibility. 
to give the fans every reason to be in this game, stay in this game. What I mean by that is don't pee down your leg in the first quarter. Don't have a possession like against West Virginia, first possession of the season. You get blown up. Where you're fumbling all, all over yourself, you're missing assignments. And everyone in the stands is going, oh, hell. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Oh, Lord. Here we go again. They doing this again. Oh, they doing this today, huh? Oh, it's going to be like this today, huh? <laughs> hey, man. You know how it is, man. Oh, they doing, man, they on this today, man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, if you come out. Lacking the fire, lacking the passion, lacking execution, man, this is how you neutralize home crowds if you're Pittsburgh. You you make plays early. You set the crowd down. You set them in their seats. But if Tennessee can make some plays early, get the fans involved, and keep them involved, Narduzzi is going to be singing a different tune after the game. Yeah. Because there's – there's nothing like it. There's nothing you can't prepare for Neyland Stadium when it's loud. You can't. You can talk about it. You can put on Rocky Top and you, you know, in your practice and play it 83 times until you know the neighbors get mad and they're complaining. But there's nothing that prepares you until Mike Tomlin starts complaining. Yeah. Look, yeah, make, we're trying to prepare for the Bills. That's right. Make Mike Got Tomlin up. complain. But like, there's nothing that prepares you. For live Neyland Stadium. There's nothing. But again, it's the team's responsibility to make sure that the fans have something um, to be to be up for at the beginning of the game. Oh, Lord, they didn't doing this again, man. I don't even know why I came today. Tina R. <laughs> said that if the student section is as loud as last Thursday, we will be good. I could not They're hear the sleep. student section. They're going to be asleep. But the student, I was surprised by the student section last week. I was. When I was a student and in the last couple of years, the students showed up, if they showed up, very late. And and the student section had some, some big old holes in it. There was a lot of silver in the student section from where you could see the, the bleachers. Games? All the time. Oh, okay. All the time, except like the Alabama game or, or – the Florida game. Now, I I did have the 16 season in, in which Tennessee was pretty good until they peed down their leg at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. the student section was pretty packed in, in those big games that year. But like 17, which is last year, and I mean, it, and it's been a thing for, for years now. I mean, even when I wasn't a student, there, there's been some big old holes in the student section. There was not on Thursday night. I was it's, surprised. It's not supposed to be. It's Thursday night. First game. It's a night game. But Tennessee football ain't what it was when you played Swain. It don't matter. And it's it, the first it, game. It's supposed to be, but it hasn't been in the in the past several years. That's why I was 84,000 and not 100. <laughs> but student section is supposed to be there the first night game. Supposed to, but it hasn't been that way. Well, it hasn't been that way. I was I was surprised. We haven't I, had I Thursday, like, we haven't had a Thursday night game. It, it was it was uh, we've had Sunday night games and we have had a Thursday night game against Appalachian State. Noon Saturday. Show show me what student section going to do then. That's what it matters. When yeah. it's noon, Fair. can they get up that, that, and come to the game? Yeah. Then those are the games that I'm talking about where they have not necessarily been there in, in full force. I was surprised to see it packed like a can of sardines on Thursday night. I, I was expecting to to for the student section to look like Brad Matthews' hair where it would be thin in some parts. Ben, it's the first, it's the first game back from COVID, too. So you got to take that into consideration. A lot of folks ready to get out and, and get back to uh, some bit of normalcy. So uh, we'll take our first break of the day. Swain event. Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill. 
also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. With smartphones being such an integral part of our daily lives, it is truly an inconvenience when it doesn't work properly. It disrupts the normalcy of our day. When you go into the cell phone store to have it repaired, they just try to upsell you on a new phone. That's why the owner of iDrop, TKL, left those places and opened iDrop. His goal is a happy customer. TKL and the team will listen to what you have going on and work to solve the problem of your broken device in a way that best suits your needs instead of trying to upsell you on something that you just don't need. They don't just repair phones. They can service your laptop or PC as well as your Mac. Windows 7 support is over, but iDrop can help you transition to Windows 10. They have a five-star rating on Google with hundreds of positive reviews. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all understand how big this is. They have a five-star rating on Google. Their customer service really speaks for itself. So if you ever find yourself with a device that isn't performing as it should, give iDrop a call at 865-888-9740 or check them out on Facebook at iDrop of Knoxville. If man made it, they can fix it. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook.
hope everyone had a great Labor Day yesterday. Hope you spent some time on the grill, spent time with family and friends, or maybe you did that on Sunday. I uh, hope you did not burn anything or put out any dry dry food, because that would stink. Now, we had a good old time over here. Swain Event House, spoke a couple butts on, on Sunday. Started way too late, man. Oh, my gosh. Started way too late, man. Up too late? Man, I started... I started about, uh, I want to say like four-ish, and I was up to like one thirty. so I took the butts off, well under 10, but I took them off, it was, it was time to go to bed, I wasn't going <laughs> to wait, wait up, I had dozed off so many times on the couch, I was like, man, I'm about to, I'm going to take these butts off, put them in the oven, put them on low, I'm going to sleep, because at that point I had them wrapped anyways. And so, um, woke up and cranked the oven back up, and then by the time the show was over, man, it was ready to go. We was ready to go. I uh, took them off about eight thirty during the show during the break, and then let them rest for an hour and a half after the show. Ben, woo, took that bone out, just slid right on out, mm-hmm. shredded it, and sent sent. Sent my guy home with a bag of that poke. That's right. You should have. Uh, you should have seen me in on top of the the parking garage across from the football facility before I had to go into Josh Heupel's press conference. You, you sent it in a bag, and I was just sitting there in my car, just eating it out the bag. Goodness gracious! I was hungry, man. You're a caveman. It's so easy. A caveman can do it. Ben was hungry. I feel you, man. I feel you. I mean, it was good poke now. It was good. It was good. Big Z Train says, hey, guys, what's the status of Brian Young for this weekend's game? Thanks. Josh Heupel is preparing as if he's going to be available and be able to play, even though they're still appealing uh, his status. Uh, He has not yet been cleared to play. But um, it's up in the air, Ben. Anything that you want to add? Nope. Same as last week. Tennessee is crossing its fingers that Byron Young will be eligible this this weekend because this is when it truly hurts Tennessee. Last week, obviously, Tennessee can get away without him playing, but against Pittsburgh, a veteran quarterback, a, a veteran offensive line, they need the best pass rusher, and, and that's exactly – what Byron Young is. He he is Tennessee's best pass rusher. So keeping their fingers crossed, but uh I imagine it'll it'll come down to the wire just like just like it did last week. That's why the news broke so late on Volquest is because Tennessee was waiting to find out from the NCAA whether or not he would be eligible for that opener. There was a chance uh and Tennessee never heard back. So uh, he was ineligible for the first game or technically suspended, although he it's so stupid. He doesn't deserve to miss these two games, but that's, nope. a, that's a different conversation. Nope, doesn't deserve it one, one bit. But uh, you roll with it and um, control what you can control. Let Tennessee do their job, and that's try to appeal. And um, if you prepare for the game, if you're able to play, awesome. You'll be ready to go. But if not, then, hey, uh, he'll be ready to go next next week, and certainly um, for the first SEC game against Florida on the road. All right, let's get to the phones, and let's bring in Titansville. Tradition, tradition. Tradition. Enough of that. Um, let's get the business, Titansville. What you got? Yeah, let's get to the business. Let's get yeah. to the business. I believe we could take Pittsburgh. I really and truly do. If the defense can play like they did against Bowling Green, I believe they could take Pittsburgh. All right, all right. And, um, okay, they were a lot of surprises in college football last weekend. What's the biggest one for you, Titans, Bill? Um... I, w- I would probably say uh, Washington and uh, Mon- and uh, Montana. The Grizz. 
The real Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. <laughs> that hole-in-the-wall school. That came in there and upset. Upset them in their thing. And I, I you know, I believe they're going to be 0-2 because I believe they'll lose to Michigan. Yeah, that game... It's a game I will not be watching. That game sounds so boring. Michigan College football. Ah, I'd rather watch Louisville's offense again. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Go ahead, Tice Bill. Don't let me stop your flow. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Tice Bill, you there? I think uh, Larry Fitzgerald confiscated. Titans Bill's phone. I don't think Titans Bill pays his phone bill. You know, the Cardinals are in Nashville this week. Titans got to deal with Kyler Murray, James Conner making his Cardinals debut. Titans should win that game. I, I honestly don't know who should win that game. To me, it's a toss-up. I can see either team winning. You got J.J. Watt now. You got J.J. Watt is washed up and old. He's still good. At least he'll be good the first game of the season. He may get hurt, but well, at least he'll play the first game of the first season. First game of the season, his brother. I mean, you got AJ Green now. I know, and DeAndre <laughs> I, Hopkins. I, I know you and did Larry not. Fitzgerald. I know you did not just tout AJ Green and his washed up old bones, bro. He's still good and he he's healthy. Done nothing in years because he can't stay healthy. It's the first game of the season, Ben. He probably pulled a hammy and. In training camp, he can't stay healthy. Well, those three receivers, that's a problem. Oh, no, you, you want to know what's a problem? Them, AJ them, Green, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry. That's a problem. Oh, yeah, for with, sure. With, with, with arguably a, a top five quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be a great game. You, you say, like, oh, the Titans should win. Like, like the Cards ain't, like, the Cardinals ain't really no, good. I, they ain't really good now. No, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, I just, that's, what, that's how you said it. I did, but it was more so in the tone of I don't trust Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. I think they're, they're, they're good. I just don't know that they're consistent. They're, they're, they're still a little sporadic. They're Mike Rabel had younger guys. shown some great in-game coaching either sometimes. So. He's done more than Cliff Kingsbury. No, that's true. He's done definitely more. It'll be a good game. If, there if, you if, go, if, man. I hope, Finally. I hope, I hope the Titans win. I'd, I'd like too. to see the Titans win. Plus, I mean, you're forgetting that the Titans have the best fullback in the league. Yeah, and you forget that the Tennessee fans that's home game. who are Titans fans are this fullback's Best fans. Volunteer Jack said it perfectly. Arizona is where players go to retire. It does feel like that. I mean, yeah. Emma Smith. Who else went out there? A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. I'm talking about a previous experience. I mean, Volunteer Jack said that because it's happened before. So Emmett Smith is the one that comes to mind, like you said. Kurt Warner. Yeah, and he was at, he was really good with the Cardinals. Kurt Warner, Edron James, yeah, Edron. So Volunteer Jack is right. Edron started his career with a Colts gold mouth and ended with a gold jacket. Yeah. One of the all time great lines. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, big shot, Rob. Big shot, my guy. I'm actually excited to see how much improvement we see from last Thursday to the Saturday in all areas. I true, truly believe Milton is going to. Um, bounce back this weekend. Orange glasses on, of course. But we have a quarterback guru, so I believe. Yep. Tremel with the late Emmett Smith on text box. Tremel, you late. Read, read Tremel's last message at 731. Man, I, I thought you was about to say something else. <laughs> Earlier when you said that we we smoked a couple of butts, or you said uh, that you smoked a couple of butts, Tremel uh, thought you were about to say we smoked a couple of. <laughs> he said else. he says me turned head real quick. Tremel, that's probably the reason why you was driving down forty with your lights <laughs> off. You need, st- yo, <laughs> Tremel, you need going ninety five off the weed. Tremel, you need to stay off. You need to focus, Tremel. Driving around with the taillights off and your headlights off. Going 90, 95. You need to focus, Tremel. Focus, man. 
The best part of that. Butts. Smoking butts. <laughs> Barbecue, man. That's what we're doing around here. Uh, Not what you're doing, Tramel. We like to see when we drive. The best part of that Tramel story is the <laughs> fact that somebody commented on the text box and was like, yo, I saw that person. That was Tramel. <laughs> I thought that was a... I thought that was a Amar police car. Oh, man. Uh, Annie Mizuno, golfer. Why you dang so long, Annie Mizuno? Why you got to put golfer at the end? Because he can't. That is true. The characters didn't run out. Maybe we need to do that next update. You didn't say nothing about Big Shy Rob or Tramel from Chats. Their name being too long. Yeah, but it's like golfer. He likes golf. I get it. We're going to put some character limits on that. That'll be with the next update. Just kidding. Uh, 2015 Oklahoma players and coaches still talk about how crazy it was. Yep. Yep. It was a night game, though. But still, that was a bigger opponent. It was a bigger opponent. And um, the team actually was was, – there was momentum going into that season, too, from the 2014 season. We, you know, won late in the season, went to the bowl game, won that bowl game. So there's, there's moment, more, uh, more, more momentum, more confidence from the fans. Um, it's different right now. Yeah, I think the fans are trying to fight off some apathy. Um, they let the guard down start the season because football was here and so many things was going on. Um, so hopefully we get a like we get seventy five percent of the OU game like that would be fantastic because OU game was ridiculous, but yes it is a little bit different because it's a day game but absolutely I don't think Oklahoma and I think this is what Andy Mizuno is trying to trying to say here Andy Mizuno, golfer. Andy Mizuno who is a, who's also a golfer I think what he's trying to say is like OU did not expect. Neyland Stadium to be what it was. They always heard stories, knew that it would be loud, knew it held 100,000 people, but you don't know until you know. That's my point. You don't know until you know. You can prepare for it all you want to. You can play Rocky Top in your little stadium with your little just speakers in, in practice, but it's not the same until you actually get here. They're such a bum of a football program, they don't even have their own stadium. they got to latch on to the Steelers back. they got to ride the coattails of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you talking trash right now? They don't even have their own facility. They have to share the facility indoor with Mike Tomlin Steelers. This is what we're doing? Bunch of riding, coattailing, jock sniffers. It's way too early in the week for that, Ben. It's just, it's just Tuesday, man. You got to wait till Friday. No, never too early. And look, this is one of the, the rare games on the schedule that Tennessee can run their mouth before the game. I mean, hey, you got this week and next week. Talk your ish. <laughs> you can you can run your mouth a little bit against Florida. I, it, that that game is not an automatic L. It, it's not. Florida's defense isn't bad, but it's not what it typically is. They they have a quarterback controversy down there. We've won once since two thousand four. I know, but that doesn't mean that in the year 2021, that it's going to be an automatic L. Now, it means that you won one game since 2004. And so, I don't know if the confidence to trash talk is as high as it would be if that, if that, if that series wasn't as, as lopsided. But, hey, man, you do you. You want to talk trash? Hey, I'm not going to be talking trash. I'm just saying people can talk trash. Like Alabama week, be. Georgia week, you're not saying anything. If, if you are, you're stupid. I'm, Florida week's not in that same boat for me. Okay. Florida is not near on the level of Georgia or Alabama. Nope. They've been spanking our butts just like Florida and Alabama have. Correct, but the last however many years have nothing to do with this year's game. Okay. Um, Other McKee says, yeah, that Steelers stadium is trash. I don't think Ben was trying to call his own stadium trash. I didn't call any stadium trash. But. I didn't even mention Pitt Stadium. You said that um, that Pitts has to sh- they don't have their own stadium because they have to share it with the Steelers. So I think Other McKee took it to a whole another yeah, level. He did. <laughs> he ain't got any ears. Uh, <laughs> Orange Arc says trash talk Tuesday. It's too early in the week for that. It's too early. Never too early. Let let, let Ben hype y'all up. Let Ben hype y'all up. I'm waiting until Friday for mine. Yeah, because you're soft. 
I guess so. That's fine. I'll be soft. Uh, who we got? Josh in Virginia. Josh in Virginia, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up? Good. And I was just driving into work, doing what I shouldn't do. Got the phone up to my to my ear. But, um, do you at least have your headlights yeah. on? Oh, I got my headlights on. It's better than Tramiel. You are a better citizen than Tramiel. You, <laughs> you care about people's safety. Oh, oh man. I, I, get, I get that, though. You come out of a city with the, with the lights on, we get that all the time. <laughs> Can't see. Don't turn the lights on. But hey, I, the reason I was calling is I I loosely follow them, the Grizzly football, just because we've got family that, mm-hmm. that are out there. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, man, they are crazy about their football. They they actually put out a graphic, and I, I don't know if it's any truth to it or not, but like the ten loudest football stadiums by decibel, and they are number ten. What? So yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I have to send that to you. I think Neyland is to. actually number nine, which is kind of hard to believe. I think you need to go out to Montana and double check this yourself. I don't believe that. I would love to go out to Montana, but the time's running short. It's, it's getting ready to drop a bunch of snow out there, and I, I can't deal with all that stuff. So. Where, where was Vanderbilt on the list? <laughs> they only show the top ten. They don't show the top two hundred fifty. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! They actually have Washington Washington as number one. They got a little small stadium. Yeah, it's small, man. It's small stadium, so I guess it. And the, I guess the way it's constructed, it makes it sound louder too. Kind of like the uh, the twelfth man that stadium out there with the Seahawks, but it's it's not that big. It's not that big at all. Yeah, but I think this. I think this little graphic was anything to it. That's a challenge to Tennessee fans in itself. We're number nine behind Florida, Texas A and M, Arkansas. LSU, Clemson. Oh, Arkansas, give me a break. If anybody saw yeah. the Arkansas Rice game on on Saturday, there was nobody in the stands. It definitely was not full. And Sam Pittman has more momentum than, than Josh Heupel could imagine right now. Give me a break, Arkansas that's, being ahead of Tennessee. I mean, That's what I'm saying. It's a challenge. This, is this I recent? Can't, I can't come back this weekend. This is recent? They just put this in. Well, I think this is all time. They, they all time. Take, uh, oh no, that uh, list is trash. If it's recent, then I mean, I, I'm not going to complain because <laughs> I mean, we haven't had much reasons to be cheering loud. But like, if it's all time, oh no, trash list, trash. Well, I'll send it to you guys so you can just take a look at it, and have some fun with it. But. Yeah, send it over so we can so we can um, bully the author. Yeah, who wrote this? <laughs> Somebody from Montana. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> somebody from Montana wrote it, and Montana's tenth. He's biased. Oh yeah. So your schedule just as busy this week as it was last week. Oh yeah, man. Got a uh, Tennessee prom tonight. He's booked with uh, K Mays and Tyler Barron. I made a mistake yesterday. It wasn't Tyon Evans. It's Tyler Barron tonight and K Mays, and then um, Wednesday. I'm pretty sure I find something to do, and then Thursday. Um, well, rivalry Thursday. Um, <laughs> Gatlinburg Pittman and Loudon, so I'll be calling that game uh, on the radio. Uh, and then, and then Friday, I'm sure I'll find something to do. And then Saturday is the game. And then Sunday's the locker room. Hey, I, Sunday's the locker room. Monday, you're at Betty Chevrolet. Yes, right. So. Tuesday, Tennessee Prime, never ending cycle. Yep. Big, big time. But I, I do I have a question hood. for you. Yes, sir. So, how hard is it for a a quarterback to relearn? Like they're going through their progressions and uh, their, their footwork. I mean, I'm sure that's not something that they can they could probably improve on in a week, but it's not going to be perfected in a week. Is it? Is that something that's? I mean, it, it, once you get into that habit, it's real hard to break. And um, or is it something that's easily fixed? And I'll hang up. Let's appreciate you guys. Hey, hey thank you. You know, I'm not. I would be happy to see perfection from quarterback position, but I just want improvement. I want improvement. I want improvement. Um, you know, we didn't throw any picks. We did have a sack fumble, but I want improvement. And it should be fairly easy to make those adjustments. I mean, simply watching the film and seeing guys running wide open. Uh, Josh Heupel talked about yesterday that it wasn't just all the quarterbacks. You know, you had 
receiver's not reading the zone uh, correctly. You have post-snap reads as a receiver. If it's, if it's you know, two safety, you are either on the outside or, or in the slot. Depending on the play call and what you want to do within the offense, you have reads that you have to make. You have reads that you have to make. And one route pre-snap turns into a totally different route post-snap. And the quarterback is expecting you to be there. He's reading it one way. You should be reading it one way. So what happens is sometimes on certain plays, the quarterback and the receiver, they have to read it based on the coverage. And so if one's right and one's wrong, then you have miscommunication. They both have to be right. I love post-snap reads. I love option routes, things like that, um, because it makes you right. You're basically reacting off the defense. I love it, but you got to be on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, the coach will just take it out and just say, all right, man, you just, we just running to go. Something that uh, Hypo talked about yesterday stood out. He talked about um, the, the, the coverage that we're going to see from Pitt. You're going to see some man-to-man on the outside with some quarter coverage, which means you're going to have some squatting safeties, which gives you a perfect opportunity to run some post routes. Squatting safeties means outside leverage from your corners, you have a perfect opportunity to run a post route. I remember um, South Carolina game, my senior year, I never played this position. I always played, you know, the um, – I guess you would call it the flank – you would call it the flanker, whatever. But I would always play one position of wide receiver. You never played tight end until this game? No, I never played tight end. But um, – so the X, which was a split end – yeah, I, I play flanker. So the split in, his post-snap conversion, his post-snap read was to run a post and quarter coverage. Well, I don't know what happened. I wound up playing Meacham's position. I don't know where he was, but I wound up playing his position, and I never really played it. Well, guess what? Quarter coverage. I had a go route, and I was supposed to convert it to a post, and I ran a go, and I ain't still it to me anyways. Um, but – I busted on that play because I didn't convert. I never really played that position. Never really worked on that much. But in the game, did it. Um, so you got to be on the same page. You got to know your your conversions, your post-snap reads. Now, back to Josh's question, you know, can it be fixed? Yeah, it can be fixed. But I don't – I don't – I'm not next to Joe Milton all day. I don't know what type of um, – approach he's taking. I don't know how much time he's spending in the film room. I would imagine he's spending time in the film room. He's a quarterback. But how much of it is he spending on his time? How late is he at the complex? How early is he at the complex? I don't know these things because I'm here. So the thing about that question is we're going to get the answer on Saturday because we're going to be able to see, is he making the same mistakes as he did last Thursday? Now, some of the throws may, may, may be the same, good or bad, but the processing of information, the decision-making, getting the ball out to his first read, to his second read, those things I think we'll be able to see. But it shouldn't be a huge issue, him bouncing back. I don't expect perfection. I expect improvement, and I hope we see that. All right. Who's on the phone? Jamel. Tremel, good morning, Tremel. What up, man? Little, little Bob Molly, Tremel, what's up, man? Yeah, you give me the beard like that, man. <laughs> In my defense, that was a rental. I'm <laughs> and the fog lights, the fog lights on that car, man. They look like they was on, man. I'm telling you. All right, are right, you get a pass? It's a rental. You you not used <laughs> you not used to where the lights are. I get I get you. You get a pass. You get a pass. Yeah, so Ben, I want to give you a pass. I'm, I'm giving you a pass. Yeah, I, I gotta get a pass. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I, like I said, I ain't know, I ain't know the light. So when I got home and I realized it, uh, so I started playing with the lights. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, these fog lights kind of weird. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, 2015 Maxima, uh, Maxima, or what it was. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, Y'all ain't ready to give me the business like that, man. And, and and for the and for the uh for that statement you made, I wasn't the only person that thought that either. 
Somebody else texted me and was like, man, I thought the same thing. I thought How you know someone else texted me? I, I thought you were about the man. Hey, what? How do you know someone else texted that? We we only see the text box. This ain't a message. No, somebody personally texted me that listened to the show. <laughs> All right, you got me, Tremaine. Somebody did call in. Somebody did text in to say the same thing. You're right. For real? Y'all some weed heads. I can't no, fish my sentence. I'm talking about maybe, smoking butts. Maybe in the past. Uh-huh. Maybe in the past, it was just the way you paused, though. You paused in between. You paused, and I'm just like, what? I know he Why ain't. you yelling like Vossor? I, like, I know he ain't. <laughs> Duh, you made man. that pause. I was like, wait a minute, what? And you said butts. I was like, oh. And then I laughed, and I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, I man. thought this boy got up, got up this morning wilding. No, nah, man. Mm-mm. Smoking butts. Smoking butts. But no, Full man. Port, so, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the game this weekend. Um, I, I, Pittsburgh, I hate that that's our litmus test. I mean, that's how far we've fallen that Pittsburgh is our litmus test. I mean, that's what really sucks about the whole situation uh, to me. It is what it but, is. I mean, I, I think we're gonna win the game. I don't know if we'll win it handily. Uh, I say maybe 11, 11, 12 points somewhere around there. It'll be a competitive game, but then I think our uh, our talent might do a little more, do a, do do us the uh, better bidding for the game. Uh, in my in my opinion, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, like you said, Ben, that line was you know garbage last year. And we've had that situation where our line was, you know, oh, we were turning all these seniors and juniors and, you know, that's supposed to be the, the strong suit. And it ended up being the worst part, the worst unit on the team. So, I don't know, when it, when we actually played against uh, real competition. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't wait to see the game, man. I'm I'm really optimistic about what's going to happen. I, I think I think we, if we like I said, like, like Titan Bill said, if we play, if that defense played with that same energy, and that defensive line get off the ball, and the NCAA let us get our dude back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we might be in a good situation to, you know, uh, you know, take him out of that rhythm. He was in the rhythm, man. And if we don't get him off that line right there, and just let him sit in there like, you know, and take off like he did, you know, then we, we might be in trouble. But uh, I, I think the defensive line might hold suit, and I think we're gonna be all right, man. Like I said, them, them twelve points, man. I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate you, man. And when you go to rent a car, man, stay away from those Nissan Maximums. Get you a Scion or something. Get you a little little Beetle. That'd be funny seeing Tramiel with those dreads and a little Beetle. Little V-Dub. That'd be funny. With his Chihuahua. With his little Chihuahua. Mellow. Dreads and the Beetle with a Chihuahua in the front seat named Mellow. All right, let's get to um, Irish Network's hotline. Let's go back to the hotline and uh, let's get to Hill Billy Bopper. Good morning. Good morning, Swain. It's been a while, fellas. Yeah, man. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, man. Just crazy busy with work here the past few months. But, you know, keeping our head down. It's football season, fellas. We're back, sure. at, back at business. For sure. But, um, hey, I was calling yesterday. I went up to the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, my wife got me a Father's Day gift. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that was pretty neat. Um, got to see, you know, Al Wilson's locker for the 2021 induction class, and brought back a lot of memories. And the whole experience was wrapped around the balls. And my girls and I had a great time. I, I was just going to leave you with a question. I'll, I'll let you go because I got to get into work. But um, being there close to campus, where does Tennessee? Where do we now house our BCS trophy and a lot of our accolades from out the past? many years is there something on campus because i've i've always tried to find that and have never been able to locate it and i just want to leave you with that question I'll, I'll, I'll chat with you guys later on this week hey thank you it's um last time i've seen it it, it was so the locker room is kind of right by the practice field downstairs and then there's a set of stairs that goes up to the, the coach's office offices and things um Around that area is where I see all the trophies, um, and that is a secure location. You can't just walk in and see that. I remember when I played, there was an area 
um, that had like the Peyton Manning uh, wax figure and the T. Martin wax figure. Um, and you can go in and kind of see all the accolades, and anyone can go in and see that. That's that's not there anymore. Uh, but that's a good question. I'll, next time I, I'm up there, I'll see where that championship trophy is. But it's not in just plain view. Um, last time I checked, and it should be. Hold on. I see who's next. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go. There it is. Kenny. Kenny, good morning. What's going on, man? Can you hear me okay? Man, I hear you. You are clear. Good morning. I just want to make sure. Hey, bro, listen, man. So me and the family, we coming up uh, Friday. You know, we're going to try to celebrate my boy's birthday Friday evening, man. So if you guys want to swing through, I'm thinking about I called dead in. And they said they go keep the cake for me. So I think about going there, man, and chilling out, I guess around 5.30 or something. Y'all time and just kind of hanging out, man. But my family, man, we excited, man. When? We, we excited. When? Friday? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting off work early, and okay. I'm going to come up there. And what, uh, the night up. How, how old is your son turning? Wait, he, he'll be eight. Eight, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it, it, it's just a blessing to give them something that, you know, I wasn't able to do when I was a little kid. You know, mom and dad could really afford that. But, you know, they get to see a big-time game and all these fans, man. So, you know, I listen, guys, I've never been to the ball. Walk. I've been to plenty of UC games. Bob always went to stay up, right? So, so, so where's the ball walk at? Is it like – y'all hear me? Yes, sir, we hear you. Oh, okay. So where's it at? Yeah, 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 so, so, so where's the ball walk at? I mean, how, where does it start? It usually starts, what, two and a half hours before the game? Yes, and it starts okay. at the torchbearer. Okay, at the torchbearer. Okay, yep. cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm where they get on. off. They pull up uh, in the buses right there, and everybody gets right off at the torchbearer and gather around until everybody gets off the bus, and, and then they start walking down. Soft. Soft. Yeah. In my yeah, day, yeah, Kenny. Kenny, in my day. <laughs> We had to walk all the way from the complex. Oh, is that right? Yeah, man. Feet was hurting before you got to, <laughs> before you got to the stadium. Had to wear dress shoes. Toes oh, was hurting. That's what y'all did, didn't you? That's right. Yeah. Make sure that y'all wear sneakers, bro. That, 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 that's painful, right there. You know what I mean? Back in my yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah, man. Hey, hey, hey. You know something, man? I, I was sitting back thinking, man. You know when a brother gets a little old, you kind of, you know. I, I, I hope these brothers and, you know, just, just the whole team, man, and I was thinking, I said my wife, I said, man, these guys are playing SEC football, something that a lot of kids don't get to do, right? I, you know, I, I hope, man, I'm, I'm sure the coach is telling this, man, just have go out there and have fun. Don't worry about what, what the crowd is saying or what we saying, man. Just go out there and just do it, man, because these years, man, you never you don't get them back, right? Well, it's kind of like, man, go out there and enjoy them and just have fun, man, you know? That's right. You know, and when you sit back, like, I, I, I turned 53 this year, guys, and I just started thinking, like, man, you know, my life is with you, right? So, so yeah, man, you know, you at, you at the University of Tennessee, a great school, great tradition. I mean, just, I mean, just great tradition, right? Man, kick back, relax, enjoy, have fun, man, you know, high-five each other, do all this, and just, you know, just relax, man. That's what I hope I see you know, for the rest of this year. That's right. Live in the moment. Have fun. Work your tail off. Uh, soak it all in for sure. I mean, uh, you can't play uptight. Can't play nervous. Uh, Caleb, you know, Tremblay. I talked a little bit about, you know, that just a little bit, a little bit of nerves at the beginning. Playing for the first time inside Neyland Stadium. Um, now going to a second game, man, he can be a lot more uh, calm. Have fun. Come out. Play a little bit more loose. Um, in his second game in the stadium. So, uh, you're right, Kenny. You're right, Kenny. We're going to bring, we're going to bring Ben. We're going to dress Ben up like Barney. We're going to show up at the dead end <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> he eight years old. What is he like? What does eight year olds like? Huh? What are they like? Football. Eight year old boys, what are they like? That, that's when I started really getting into Tennessee. Sounds like Kenny's son's doing the same. And, hey, I may actually be at dead end anyways. Since my birthday Saturday, we, the wife and I was supposed to go on uh, Friday night as is to dead end. You're trying to throw hints. You want somebody to pay for your, your dinner. Uh, my wife is paying for my dinner. I don't need anybody else. We're going to dress you up as uh, Barney. I'd rather go as a Power <laughs> Ranger. Yeah, 
dress up as a Power Ranger. SpongeBob or something. I'd be like that the, one SpongeBob. Kenny Sung would be like, what is a Power Ranger? Like, like hold on. Last yesterday we were in the car and I had a Jeezy CD. Oh boy. Jeezy CD that was just laying around. My youngest one picked it up and said. What is that? She's like, what is this? I was like, before I re- responded, I was like, she she wouldn't know what that what that nah, is. She she wouldn't. She cracked me up this morning. She's like, what as, is that? As they were eating their breakfast and and about to head out the door to to school, your your, your dog may have snuck up and and grabbed a, a sausage link and one of them. I couldn't tell which one it was, but when when you went to go put the dog in his crate, one of the the youngest, one of the little ones said, "Yeah, put him in there." Put him in his crate. I could, I could, I could hear. I was rolling it. She yeah, was, put him, put him in there. Put him in his crate. She was punish like, him, punish him. She was hyping me up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he deserves to go in there. Put him in. I think it was your middle one. Oh man, dude. Oh, that's hilarious. They, that's hilarious. They are. There's something else. Yeah, eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Be right back. As low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 